Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the best wrestling podcast around, hosted by Brady and Danielle, the Human. From Brooklyn to your living room, it's the best podcast to listen to. More than even an afternoon here, clever blind girl and a Jew talk about wrestling. They do it 24-7, cause they love to speak on it every week. That's why they are best friends, and they're back once again for some wrestling talk. So sit back, relax, it's time for Hill Marks. They're not just smart. Ladies and gentlemen and friends, we are back once again. I am the custodian of charisma, the ophthalmologist of optimism. I am the hyperactive heel and your messiah of mischief. And with me as always, she is the sultan of sarcasm, the sorceress of sass, the blonde ball buster, and the beauty mark of the heel mark. She is Danielle. I am Brady. Together we are the best, best friends in all the land, a.k.a. the heel marks. Danielle, say what up to the people. What up to the people? Danielle, say a.k.a. and then make up a nickname for uh, two cartoon mice. What? A.k.a. for two cartoon mice? Yeah, like it could have been Poppy and Chulo, could have been Salt and Pepper, could have been Speedy and Gonzalez, could have been Fast and Slow, could have been what? Tall and no, Big, you said could have been and Peter Pre- Butter and Marsupials. No, Fluffy and Ginger. There you go. There's, there's no wrong that answer. Was too when it comes much. To that. Just, that was too much. That was too much. It's an exercise in creativity. That, you, know, you know what I was thinking great. about our theme song, which I love so much? What happens if we don't live in Brooklyn anymore? Are we going to have to change our theme song? I mean, that's pretty much why I've stayed here. I, I fucking oh, hate this goddamn yeah. borough. That's why <laughs> That's why I only did half my head a different color, because I was like, I can't not be a blonde. Yeah, that's why I shaved my head. Otherwise, I'd really... No, that's that's not true. Right, either. and that's why you haven't converted to... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's any why. Any other religion. <laughs> hey, Danielle, if you're American when you walk into the bathroom, and you're American when you walk out, what are you while you're in there? European. <laughs> don't try to f- stump me with a dad joke <laughs> <laughs> yo so i forget exactly what it was you sent me a very funny hurricane helms tweet yesterday oh i know exactly what it was what was it he um did ancestry.com and they sent him <laughs> back that he was 98.8 percent uh, European, European, and he was like, "You." He's like, "You could have just sent me a blank, pe- white piece of paper and said, this is you.'" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is somebody in that 
like in that Twitter feed, like a, a reply to that and wrote that joke, and I popped. It's a good joke. It's a good I joke. It was funny. My gotta, mom, gotta, my mom's a hundred percent European. My mom is just white. I actually never did mine. Really? It would just come back Jew. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it would do. My just mom's my mom's it. was like 85% Scandinavian and then the other 15% was like uh Munster Ireland, but if you look at Munster Ireland, the Scandinavian Vikings conquered that. So it's like, oh, so you're just Scandinavian. My mom's like, yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Yeah. So she's Viking. She has a great grandfather named Ragnar. That's fucking oh, awesome. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> Dude, I already found, I already, to get a little bit morbid, like my mom has always talked about how she wants a Viking funeral. Do you know what a Viking funeral is? I assume it has lots of horns. So playing. you put the person in the boat and then the archers like set it on fire and ship you off into sea. So like oh, it's I not have heard about it's this. not legal in America. But I did For good reason. Right. It might be legal in Maine, so I might have to make up a trip over there when in very, very, it's very, very not very, legal very... in America, but it's legal in Maine. It huh? might be no, it might be soon becoming legal in Maine. Oh, anyway. So people there there are people that have been petitioning. Yeah, <laughs> people want a Viking, Viking funeral. Funerals to America. It just takes a long time to set a body on fire, apparently. Like that's the thing. But I did find a website that makes mini Viking ships and you can put ashes in like a little thing and it teaches you how to set it on fire. So but I But can... like if you make that legal, all the, the mobsters and hitmen and people that have been burying people, now they just have cont blanche to start lighting them on fire and setting them free in the river? Like what? Um yeah, but you're I think be, I think there has to be murderers, rules. A lot of favors, I think. I think there has to be rules. It's rules. We you gotta rent. You have to show the birth certificate and like stuff like that. People are gonna do that, man. They're, they're gonna take their dead family members to the thing, and that's just it. They're not coming with permits. I know they're you totally with, glanced with over my awesome thing I found. Who's who's gonna have the security job at Viking funerals of making sure everyone's got the proper paperwork? Get the hell out of here. I don't know, cause you have to you have to bring it probably to a certain destination. You can't just like. You know, go back weeds and be like, here. See? Okay, well, Luna what? agrees. Luna's like, yo, what's happening here? <laughs> like, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Luna. Luna knows what's up, man. Luna's like, I am not dealing with this. She's like, ah, she's all about the Viking funeral. But she's not dealing with mobsters just using that as an excuse to do light Viking funerals. And I don't, yeah. Um, I actually watched a ton of wrestling this week. Usually I only watch this much, but I watched, I watched. I know you're going to be very excited about that, Brady. Um, I am very excited. I'd love to hear your thoughts. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. We got Rebellion. Wait, it wasn't Rebellion, was it? <sighs> no, it was it called was Under Siege. It's definitely not Rebellion. You it's got definitely rebellion called Under Siege. Sorry, Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I remember when I texted you and I was like, are you sure these people won? And I was like, wait, that's not accurate. <laughs> yeah, I read it and I was like, wait a minute, this sorry, is wrong. Sorry, my man. I'm sorry, I got confused. <laughs> but yeah, we got that to react to. We got the fucking, I hate that they call it WrestleMania Backlash every time, considering it's always been Backlash. Like, I don't know, it's just so annoying hearing them say, WrestleMania Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. 
Such a long name, but we got that to react to. It sounds like you're calling WrestleMania a name. Yeah, it sounds like you're about to say like WrestleMania 20 or whatever, but yeah, you're it's, not you're saying WrestleMania backlash. It's stupid and I don't like it. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Have a good day, folks. Um, did you like that Moose is officially our number one contender for the Impact World Championship? Yeah. I did really good on the predictions on this one. You did not you 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 are lying in this. You did not pick Moose. Yes, I did. I 100% picked Moose. You did not. You picked Sammy Callahan. That's not what happened. I said Moose, but I could see Sammy Callahan win, winning. That's why I put we both put Sammy Callahan because nah, you man. picked Chris you Saban. You said Sammy Callahan. Oh my god, you, you are full of shit. I didn't change this. This is this is what it is. I said Moose because remember I said I'm putting Moose to get those vibes out there. Don't try to play me. Nah, man, you you weren't like you 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 were. Look, I even put the Sammy. nose. I put we both think Sammy, and I put my <laughs> per, my Moose and your Saban. Get out of here, that nonsense. Get out of here. But yeah, Moose uh, Moose versus Omega is on the menu. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's also interesting paired with the rumors that his contract's up in June, which then pairs with the rumors that he signed a contract extension this week, which then pairs with him coming over onto Twitter and saying, nope, not true. But he also said, please get all your news from me. So does that mean that as soon as he signs a new contract, he's going to let us know? Or does that just mean, you know what I mean? So it's like... I could easily see, uh, usually when these things come out, like the news is that this person signed a new contract, but then the person is like, no, I didn't do it. Usually it means there's a deal in place, there's an agreement, there's discussions being had, it's almost done, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just think if you're an Impact champion, you should be on Impact. He's not a... Um, what? Okay. No, I'm just saying when he goes and gets brings it back. Okay, so you think he's going to sign with Impact? You, what do you think is going to happen? Who Moose? I think he's going to. Yeah, stay, I think he's going to stay at Impact. I don't know. He's 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 certainly having fun with the free agency aspect. He's going on Instagram and Twitter and teasing NXT, teasing AEW. I don't know. I ju- I think he's gonna stay at Impact. I don't think I don't I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. I think this is kind of their way to of like sweetening the deal with him of giving him a shot at the Impact World Championship. If if I was him, I wouldn't resign to be honest. Why? I just don't. I I think uh, I talked about it when you know when he had that first interaction with Kenny Omega in that six man tag match, which mind you, he wasn't even scheduled for. Like. Moose has gotten himself over. Moose put himself to a level that Impact never did. And he did it at the at the perfect time. And so I don't think Impact should be able to just completely benefit from that, if I'm being honest. I think that at this point he's made himself more valuable than Impact ever did. And he should take that to AEW if he if he wants to stay in this same, you know, canoodling bunch, then I say move on over and they and they probably take him a lot more seriously assuming that there's interest. You know, we we also have talked about how AEW has a stacked roster. They yeah, can't take everyone from lot. WWE. So I'm assuming that kind of does apply to Impact too, but you know, a little less. We've seen them take over uh, to to Ethan Page almost as soon as they could. 
Right. I just, I feel they're a little crowded. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, they've got, Moose is feuding with their their top draw right now. So if they could nab Moose and, and guarantee themselves to, in real life, on shoot level, have the Impact Champion still, regardless of what happens after under Siege, I mean, I think they'd try. I don't. I don't think Moose should or would go to NXT, but it's important to know that all his boys are there. All his boys. Who like are all his boys? I mean, he's he, Apollo, Ricochet. The, oh, those like are they're... his boys? Oh, yeah. They're super tight. Oh, I love Moose because he loves Shit's Creek, and he dressed like David from Shit's Creek for Halloween. So Moose gets up in my book. That's such an odd reason for you. You don't like moose. Yeah, I like people for weird reasons, and that's one of them. <laughs> I like Charlie what? Puth just because he told he like I watched a video and they were like, if the world was ending, what song would you play out on? And he started playing "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston, and I was like, yep, favorite person ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say his last name. Puth. Puth. That's Puth? that's the correct way to say Puth? it. Puth. I think it's Puth. I Charlie Puth. I, I, Puth. Like Booth. That's what it is? Pooth? Pooth, yeah, right? Okay, stop saying the same fucking <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm saying it with an L and without. I said bullshit. Pooth. You've been repeating yourself. Pluth? Pooth. Bro, please stop. Literally, my only question is if it actually makes that ooh sound as opposed to like a pluh. Is, that's all I need There's to know. There's no L. All right. I really don't care. Do you just, know he made the fake Doctor's Real Friends theme song? I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. You're welcome. That is a fun fact. I thought so. But yeah, overall, would you say would you think of Under Siege? It was fun. I liked it. I mean, pretty much everyone I picked won, so it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it I, wasn't. I, you know, it wasn't super surprising in terms of results, which has become the norm as Impact starts putting on more special shows like this. Except the fire and flavor thing, I was very confused. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know what's up with that. Sometimes you never know if maybe they didn't sign Ellerling to that long of a deal. Sometimes you never know if, um, I don't know, maybe they just kind of wanted to get Fire and Flavor a two-time reign. Maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there as super random, probably probably not the case at all, but maybe they're talking to somebody else, you know, maybe like the Iconics, for example. If the Iconics were going to come in and they decide, okay, we actually want the Iconics to be able to feud with Fire and Flavor for the titles. Let's just get those titles back on. You know, not really sure what they're to make of this one. But, yeah, that, I was very surprised about that yeah, one. Yeah, and if you're going to have them feud, the Iconics feud with anybody, I would really want it to be Jordan Grace. Because watching Jordan Grace manhandle them would be, woman handle them, would be amazing. And I'd totally be down for that. Is it woman, yeah, woman I, handling? Woman handling. I really liked the manhandling of Josh Alexander and El Phantasmo. That match was great. You I'm said it was going to be good, yeah. What? You said it was going to be good. I remember you talking about this match when we were talking yeah, about it. Yeah, and it was. I, I, was I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised by the result because I did go with Josh Alexander, but it did seem just a little too clean, clean. where you're kind of you're, you're left wondering if there, what you know what's next for El Phantasmo. Is anything next? And then with all the canoodling impacts doing with any companies, you know, these different companies, you're left wondering maybe there's they're not long-term planning when they do stuff like this. And going back to the Women's Tag Team Championships, perhaps this is just a case of them not really knowing before, you know, 
this match what they were going to do with either team. Then they come up with an idea like, all right, let's do it. Minus AEW, I feel like all of these wrestling shows have too many pay-per-views. Like, we, I feel like we just had an Impact pay-per-view. Like, so, right. like, t- when you have so many, I feel like the title matches aren't that exciting. And, like, you can't really change much, especially in the case of Impact. They always do this where, like, they'll have one that's so close. And it's like, okay, but is it time to change something? Like, are, are you meaning to change belts? Like, if... Like, you couldn't have kept the belts on Jordan and Rachel a little bit longer and then, like, had them have a match at the next pay-per-view. Like, I just feel like there's too many. WrestleMania, uh, WWE does this, too, where we're like, okay, this this pay-per-view is way too close to WrestleMania to really mean anything. So, like, we're just going to go with the common denominator and just watch good matches, I guess. So, it's just weird to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um... A, to, to AEW's credit, if they want to have a special show once a month, they'll do that. But they'll kind of just pick one of their dynamites and make right. it a special edition dynamite, which which I think not only is just a great you know use of their airtime, but also it kind of I don't know it does. It, I feel like for one of the first times, we're not being treated like idiots. You know, we're just every month. And granted, with the network, obviously, it's changed from the old school sixty dollars a month days. But for the, you know, for the most part, every month they kind of expect you to shell out the cash for them. Even with the network, you're paying every month for whatever they're giving you. But with AEW, only so often do they ask you for your money. Every week, they're kind of just asking you for their time, and they're willing to 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 go all out right. when you give it to them. Well, their paper. I mean, their pay per views are expensive and you have to pay for them but what do they have they have like four big ones a year right four pay-per-views about four or five Something they don't like have that. they I don't know, have a lot we got double or nothing coming up uh next week next week yeah uh i think the week after no it's next sunday so it's a week from tomorrow it's a week from tomorrow yeah i'm so disoriented with days of the week <laughs> 2020 and 2021 are such blurs to me i'm like wait what day is it yeah so so, yeah, I mean, they have to figure out something with that, I feel, though. I know, understand they do these, like, specials on Dynamite, and I appreciate that, but, like, people don't want to, like, dish out that kind of money. So they're going to have to think of something. But I do appreciate that they don't have, like, pay- imagine they were doing a pay-per-view every single month and you had to pay the $50 every month. That would be miserable. Right. I mean, I do also think this is something that just comes with them being, you know, still fairly new to, to television. Right, definitely. Uh, but it's it, it. I definitely do expect them to make moves as soon as they have the longevity or, you know, whatever they need to be able to. I don't know if it's going to be a network or what have you. Maybe join up with something that has a plus, but um, you know, it's their own streaming. But we just saw them make a a, a new big deal, making them a lot of money. Where they're going to have a second show on television now, going to be AEW Rampage. They're going to the, have a fourth show. Well, a second show on television. Right. I feel like, yeah. It's weird because if you think about it, like, we live in the age of, like, YouTube and I watch YouTube on my television screen. So, like, me watching YouTube on my television screen and watching Dynamite on my television screen is kind of one and the same. I love how AEW has AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, both of which that are, like, just 
pretty long shows. They have so many matches. Like they just right. pack those 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 shows out. And yet every week I, I find that those shows are being talked about. Those segments are being spread. Those matches are being talked about. Maybe it's because on Dynamite those matches actually will be spoken about and mentioned and they count to the records. So maybe that's why the wrestling fans, the AEW fans are paying more attention to them. But I, I do kind of wonder why Main Event doesn't get treated the same, why 205 Live doesn't get treated the same. Alex Zane, and I don't know his new name. I actually heard it uh, earlier, and it was, I just was surprised because it's a very Jewish name. I don't know if he, if he's Jewish. Shlomo? I was, very, I was, oh, I was overwhelmed. Shlomo. No, it's not Shlomo. He <laughs> says very Jewish. He <laughs> went like very R Jewish. Something, I think. I think it was like Ari something. Who is it? Who, Alexander Zane? Yeah, Alex Zane. Alex Zane. I don't know why I said uh, Alex versus the former Anthony Henry, and his new name is Escape Me. Also, but they had a great match on Two Hundred Five Live this week. Ari but, Sterling. You know, <laughs> Ari Sterling. That's yeah, man. That's, wow. Just put Esquire after that one. <laughs> what is happening? Jeez Louise! All right, is that his gimmick? Is he like a lawyer? Oh, God, I hope not. I don't think so. Not with that hair. <laughs> What's Andy Henry's new name? Ash Asher Hale. Both Jewish. But you know what's weird? Yeah, isn't, isn't our friend Jason's son named Asher? Yeah. But, like, his real name is Andy Henry. Why can't he just go by his real name? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the same time, I... I've stopped judging these because more Fair often enough. than not, the wrestler comes out with a story like as to why they picked the name, oh, why yeah. they like the name. Taya Valkyrie did that. She's like, I picked Frankie Monet and I don't hate Frankie Monet. I just really like Taya Valkyrie. <laughs> I don't think Frankie's a bad name. You know, Ari Sterling. What a weird name. All right. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, and like on main event, um, Ricochet and, and and Mustafa Ali have been putting on shows every single week. Great matches uh, paired up with the promos that they've been doing on like Twitter and stuff online. Yet, for some reason, it's kind of like, you know, main event seems like a downgrade. If you ever hear someone has a main event match, you're kind of like, oh, man, they weren't on Raw SmackDown. They put them on main event. Yet. AEW Dark and AEW Elevation. You got Moxley and Kingston having matches on there. You've got the Murderhawk having matches on there, and he's now the number one contender for the TNT Championship. So it's just interesting how AEW can make them all so relevant. How do you see main event? Like how? Like do you go on the streaming service? Like where is it? 
main event? Like, is I mean, it I is it more? On, I think I think it's on Hulu and the network. Interesting, because I was just saying, is it like easier to just type in the YouTube and watch YouTube, and that's why the darks are easier to watch, or? I'm just curious on what with, with the, like you said, like, I'm just curious on, on, is YouTube easier than going on the network and watching it? Or Peacock or whatever the fuck it's called. I mean, I don't, I don't, that shouldn't necessarily be super relevant only because before moving to television, NXT was, you know, making waves and, and oh, yeah, being talked about. And that was on the network. That wasn't like a YouTube show, so... I can't imagine watching four hours of wrestling on YouTube is that much easier than, you know, a streaming service. Maybe it's just all the AEW marks joining forces and watching things on YouTube. They're Could like, be. they're like, screw WWE. We only I mean, I watch AEW. That. I think, nah, I, I you know what I think it is? I think on WWE, you're just kind of disheartened by oh. the whole thing. Because like, yeah, you can watch Mustafa Ali and Ricochet have a great match, but... You you're at the same time you know it's not leading either of them to anything. Next yeah, maybe week, that's be on it. Same show doing the same thing. Whereas JD Drake will be on AEW Dark, so someone knows his name, and then boom, next week he's on Dynamite facing the TNT champion. Right. The uh, Moxley and Kingston will have tag team matches on Dark and Elevation, but then it's to service them getting upgraded into like you know tag team number one contenders. Right. And acclaim. It- will be on the show every week so that you can get a new rap from Max Caster. Right. Yo, his raps are great. I love them. Platinum Max. Yeah, he's great. So so AEW is going to TBS eventually, right? That's the that's the thing? Yeah, so Rampage is going to come on TNT, but then both shows will eventually move to TBS. So are they going to change the but, name of the title to the TBS champion? But, but TNT is still going to be involved with AW where they're going to have like, spe- I think the special shows that Dynamite's been doing, um, instead of them doing it the same thing as a Dynamite, they're going to actually have like on TNT have a special show that week. So the TNT championship is still going to remain the TNT championship. That's what they've said. And TNT will still be involved with AW. So I think we're still going to see them on TNT. I could see them maybe changing the belt logo so it's not as TNT, but I mean TNT and TBS are basically together, right? So no, they're not. No, they're not canoodling. Are you sure? I think they are. I'm pretty sure they're not canoodling. Do you know what another name for TNT is? What is it? Dynamite. <laughs> Isn't TNT Turner Network Television? Yes, but I was making and a joke it... that they're called Dynamite. But isn't TBS Turner Broadcast something? I don't know the answer to that. I think, I'm telling you, I think TNT and TBS are like cousins. Cousins, once removed. But like Dynamite is TNT, and now they're going to go and be Dynamite on TBS. Yes, and Rampage. Smart. No, but I was saying they probably got Dynamite because they were on TNT. Duh. Right. That's what I'm getting at, bro. Yeah, dude, you're getting at it like a year late. That's why I was trying to like skeet. What do you mean a year late? I was just talking about them going to TBS. I got you. Are you looking up what TBS stands for? Not at all. Uh, (laughs) Not even in the slightest. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) But um, but yeah, I think it's a big deal for AEW. Just Tony Khan is killing it with these these networks, bro. He's just killing it with these deals. 
getting getting his his guys on as many shows as possible on as many days as possible just building this brand fast to the point where these wrestlers are all in a position to benefit yeah and then he's spending extra money to get the real wild thing theme song well i i think you i, I mean i don't think that's accurate yeah well, he probably, like by, I said, he probably bought real, the wrong one and was mean, like, oh, shit. By real, you mean the punk version of it. The better the version. The better version. The, the it's better. It's not the real version if it's a cover. Yeah, it's not a cover. It's just the one with a crowd, which is better. It's by a completely different band. The older one isn't as good because it doesn't have the crowd interaction. This one has the crowd interaction. So everyone's going to be like, wow, You're making thing. it sound like somebody took the old version and just had a crowd do No, that's all I'm saying. It's a completely different band. Yeah, so now we're... a cover version. Right, so now we're definitely going to have Charlie Sheen come out. No. And then he's going to fight John Moxley. We're not going to have Charlie Sheen. We're going to have the glasses. Is Charlie Sheen allowed to wrestle? Because what happens if he bleeds? Doesn't he have AIDS? He's not allowed, right? It doesn't matter. Charlie Sheen's not coming (laughs) to fucking AEW. They're going to have the glasses, though, for sure. And maybe, maybe they'll have... um, The vest? What? What? They'll have Randy Quaid in the in yeah, the crowd taunting him. Hundred yeah. percent, they're gonna have Randy Quaid that's taunting a- John Moxley. Moxley hits him with a DDT. No, this is what's gonna happen. Eddie's gonna turn on John Moxley by oh, being yeah. the Randy Quaid character. He's just gonna be like, Moxley, you make my butt sting. You make everything embarrassing. And it's gonna be this whole thing. And it's just gonna play out the entire Major League movie. <laughs> the second one the second one only right where the entire movie he all of a sudden just doesn't need glasses until the fucking the last pitch alright let me put these the last, the last she back. gives all him right, contacts doesn't she I'm pretty well, sure then why does he bring out the fucking glasses again because like, he looks he's... cool then he should have just been looking cool the whole fucking time he wasn't you know he was Yo, he's exactly like Coach Bombay is when he becomes like, like he's a sellout and he's all like, oh, I need to be yeah. cool and wear suits all the time. He became a bum just like Bombay. Yeah, Moxley had a good night uh, this week. He had the match with the acclaimed. Yeah. Max Caster, probably his best entrance rap to date. Really? I heard all- mad people giving him shit. I thought it was funny. He, he said Eddie Kingston looked like a box of Newports, and it made me pop. Every single line he dropped made me laugh. Like, I popped big for this one. Literally, like, the first line, like, um, uncl- acclaimed is the paradigm shift. These two guys give Valentine's gifts, exchange Valentine's gifts. I, I was like, all right, that's a that's a funny joke to to hit a bromance with. Like, that's funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And then, and then, yeah. Why you, why Kingston? Why you dress like it's 04? You look like a box of Newports. I'm like, all right. Well, this is fantastic. Yeah, because where's the lie? <laughs> yeah, and then I love the last line about Renee too, because he didn't actually come at her. He wasn't actually disrespectful in any way. He shouted out her podcast, but he did it in a very clever way. It was funny, and it gave us a moment that I've actually been waiting for, which is. Anthony Bowen's getting popped in the mouth mid screaming. <laughs> I love Bowen's, but literally, I want to say like maybe five weeks into the acclaimed. And I like I, I've been behind these guys since day one. But I st- after like about five weeks, I started wondering like, okay, 
This guy just talked mad trash about two whole ass men and they're just gonna sit there and watch Anthony Bowens take two minutes to scream AEW the acclaimed of ride like somebody needed to hit this man and not let it happen and I'm very happy it was John Moxley it needed to be John Moxley it had to be John Moxley yeah I'm not sure how I feel about the Eddie Kingston and John Moxley bromance though I love it. Um, I think it's the perfect way to utilize these guys right now. And I love how we saw at the end of the night them get inserted into the they, – they beat the acclaimed, which I think were statistically number three on the rankings. Then we saw the number two team on the rankings, the, the Blondes, lose to the Young Bucks. And so it seems like we just watched Kingston and Moxley become number one contenders for the Young Bucks. I thought that was and number two. And I think two. that gives – well, number one contenders, oh. number two in the rankings. Oh, yeah. Who's number one in the rankings? Oh, does is it champions number one? I'm dumb. I don't yes. know how rankings go. My bad. <laughs> Oopsie. Number one contender. So if you don't include them, no, I the meant I just meant the rankings. All right, fine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, so automatically when you're a champ, you just become number one? Yeah. You, what happens why? if What happens if you're undefeated, but never won the belt? Well, like Hangman was undefeated, and he was, they they had him listed as number two in the rankings, but then he lost a match to Brian Cage, so then that dropped him a bit down. So you know, it's oh, a constant okay. fluctuating thing. It's like a pennant race. I understand now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the way you said that. <laughs> so funny to me. I understand now. Okay. <laughs> I really like it also because, like I said, it's a great way. Right now you're taking Moxley away from the world title picture, right? Because Kenny Omega is doing his thing with now multiple companies. Um, Also, I think it just – you don't want Moxley to just keep chasing if he's not taking. So it gets him away, puts him in a position where he can still chase a belt. Young Bucks have kind of been established in the company at least as the best tag team there is. So this gives us another primetime matchup. Also what I love – is that before this, you know, alliance, this bromance reemerged, Kingston, despite being one of the best parts of AEW program every week, was very much a mid-card act. Kingston? And it did, yeah. And it didn't matter who he was in the ring with, whether it was a Pac, a Phoenix. Uh, it, it, it was just always, it wasn't, you know, around the belt. It wasn't around the main event. And now it is. And now he's in a position with this alliance with Moxley where Kingston can literally attack any of the, your heavy hitters in this company. And it doesn't seem out of place. Kingston is all of a sudden a main event caliber superstar. And stealing Dior shoes. Oh, my God. That was so good. I'm so happy that after weeks of them building up those shoes, fi- finally it all p- plays out in masterful storytelling in the most New York thing to ever occur on wrestling television. I mean, him just selling those shoes. Oh, I was going to tell you when we did our Patreon yesterday, a funny story about stealing shoes. So there was this, there was this common thief in King's Plaza Mall named Crazy Legs. He, he used to steal from all the stores and everyone knew about him. And he, had, he walked weird because something was up with his legs. So everyone just called him Crazy Legs because he was an asshole anyway. Um, he used to steal sneakers from the displays in all the sneaker stores. So when he came walking around, everyone had to hide them. And I never forget him trying to steal from Suncoast. And he was like, I don't have DVDs in my pants. Look. And he pulls his pant leg and like four pair of shoes come out of his pants. 
And How I was that like, even possible? I was like, yo, because I guess his legs bend a certain way and he has to wear extra big pants. All right. So he pulls about literally four pair of pants, four pair of shoes. I'm like, do those shoes even match? Like, what did you, did you just steal the display case? And yeah, did he, he had that, just. Did he say at least they weren't DVDs? <laughs> Well, he was he was like, see, I don't have any DVDs. And he was so angry about it. And I was like, bro, what? Take your shoes. But it was so funny. Like, I had to <laughs> laugh. Like, what am I supposed to do? Ah, uh, crazy legs. Yeah, crazy legs. But yeah, man, I love how easy Kingston had of a time with this. He just took those shoes off, took those socks off, and turned around. And Moxley is still trying to untie one shoe. This is clearly Moxley's first time stealing shoes. Yeah, he. where's he from? Ohio? They don't do that. I love what a pro Kingston was. And I just, I love that it happened. Like, this is the type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, Kingston's the guy outside of like Yankee Stadium trying to sell those sneakers for you. He was, he was trying to sell them on the ramp. He, he was looking at like someone in the audience. He's like, you want to buy? Yeah. He's amazing. Santana actually, Santana tweeted him saying, I got the hookup, man. I know, I know where we could sell these. No, yeah. He could sell those. He could 100% sell those. I hope they do, because nobody should. But have yeah, no, I loved, I loved this match, um, and and once again, this is a situation where if Kingston was teaming up with a Penta, like he was al- aligned with, or a Phoenix, or a Pac, or any anyone else really, and I and I'm talking about the some of the most talented wrestlers on the roster in the guys I've just named, that this match doesn't do as much for the acclaimed, in my opinion. But because it's Kingston and Mox, because this is now like a new power tandem. You know, these guys can walk. These guys can talk. These guys can work their way up any ladder. So I think this match does as much for the acclaimed as it does for this, you know, new new tag team. Oh, yeah, the acclaimed definitely. Look like they're in the ring with some, some main eventers, some primetime players, and they totally put on a fantastic match. The acclaimed look great in defeat. Yo, I'm so behind the acclaimed. I fucking love them. Such a big it was fan. one of those last week when the match was announced. I would never, I didn't want to like talk like this, but in my head, I was thinking if the acclaim were smart, they'd make a music video about Kingston Moxley. And once again, I don't want to say those words because obviously the acclaimed are smart. I don't have to fucking say something stupid like that, but sure as shit, they came up with a music video making fun of them. And I was like, there you go. There you go. Because that's how you make the most of this opportunity. That's a big match. So give people a reason to talk about it and even talk about it afterwards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that music video. I thought it was fun. So good. Yeah. Talk, talk. Y'all are all talk. I love Bowens as the hype man. He's so good. Which is funny because, like, we've watched Bowens, like, in the indies, and he's not as aggressive like that. So it's fun to see him kind of, like, come out of his shell. Yeah. With, like, goofiness but, like, fun, you know? And one thing I loved also as a Bowens fan before the match this week on Dynamite, they did an interview with the tag team and it wasn't Max talking. It was Bowens. It was Bowens cutting a promo about the acclaimed. And I think it was Max who said one last thing. I think he just said, like, and that's a mic drop. And then they left. And I'm like, all right, this is good. Let's share the love. Let's get let let Bowens be established as a talker. These guys can both do it all. They can both rock the mic. They can both rock the ring. These are two guys to work or show around. Right, because sometimes there is a problem when you have two tag teams like that where there is one that's more favored than the other. And we don't want that with them. We wanted to show that they both are equal participants. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of people that AEW can build a show around, we spoke last week about Cody Rhodes' promo and how we just, in our opinion, <laughs> it didn't really hit with us. It fell flat. But we also kind of were coming at AEW a little bit because we're like, listen, if this entire promo is in response to something, you need to do a little bit more to make us aware of it. Because whatever a go-go said, I didn't hear it, I didn't see it, and AEW didn't bring it to us. So a week later, Anthony Agogo is now kind of responding to Cody's, you know, promo, and kind of responding to everyone saying, "Oh, you hate America," but he does it in a way that actually makes sense. Where he's like, "This is why I hate it here because there are people dying in the street because they can't afford health care." And if you ever say anything bad about America, everyone just doesn't look at it and just says, no, how dare you be against us? And it's like, uh, you know, there's things that can be changed. And you're kind of like, all right, you know what? (laughs) This guy's right. This guy's got a point. This guy is extremely likable. Yeah. Like, am I supposed, is he going in as the heel? Like, or is Cody? Because I'm very confused because I'm all about this guy. This guy's friggin', I like him. I find him extremely likable. Yeah, I don't know if it's the different generation of people where, and you've heard many veterans complain about it over the years, where they say that because of social media and because of, especially with AEW, where these wrestlers are kind of allowed to do outside deals, if they want to make their name big, they can do that. So therefore, there's not necessarily the incentive if they don't want to, you know, live the gimmick. If they don't want, you know, if I'm a heel, I want the world to hate me. Not everyone's like that. And Anthony Agogo, we talked about it on our Patreon this week, but Anthony Agogo does an interview. What's your pet peeve? Well, my first one, it's a little bit comical. I hate anyone who says LOL to a text that wasn't funny. Yo, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, my God, Brady's going to love him. I love this guy. Because you never do LOL. I hate LOL. You are a clear laughing emoji, a laugh crying emoji, a ha ha ha. Right. That's that's your clear three. That's it. I I do not do LOL. You do not do LOL. Um, so as soon as he said that, I was like, my dude, my dude, fuck America, let's go. But <laughs> but but then he goes, my second pet peeve is bigotry. <laughs> and you're like, okay, bro. And like, like you, we, you were talking about it. earlier this week, it's just like J.D. Drake eh? and his superhero of choice. Yeah, his superpower of choice is to make, to cure all kids of diseases and never let them get sick. Yeah, bro. And I'm like, like I right, want teleportation. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fucking superpower. It's like your superpower JD. is making me we feel like You're shit. You're the nicest human being in the world. We get it. <laughs> right, we get it. Brady, what's your pet peeve? Do you have a pet pe- a big pet peeve? Mine's so easy. You know my pet peeve. I mean, I definitely do. You, what, you, you have children? <laughs> no, that's like, that's something I hate more than fennel. <laughs> that's not a pet peeve. No, because I was literally in my head. I'm like, all right, pet peeves. And I was like, well, let's see. Of course, everybody hates children on a plane. Danielle hates children. No, my biggest pet peeve for anybody. You should, as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. And I, I do this all the time to you, Danielle. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What, hug? Hell no. That, no. Being late. 
tardiness is my I biggest. Never... Oh, I you better stop. You are late all the time. You think like, oh, let's do the show at one. And then you clock it. You like log in at one forty. You're like, I'm not that late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, let's say we'll do it at one is more of like a suggestion. You also, know? Like, also, you also recently with like access to like Ubers and like ever since like pandemic stuff, they've changed the 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 courtesy period from 15 minutes to 13 minutes. So after 13 minutes, you're officially considered late, not 15 minutes anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Me at 101, you're late. <laughs> if you're not there at one o'clock on the dot, you're late. I don't think this is a pet peeve, but if it is, let me know. This is a pet peeve I have with, like, America as a whole. I'm joining Anthea Gogo with this one. America is obsessed with mayonnaise, and I fucking despise it. Ooh, I love mayonnaise. No, bro. Like, listen, if I order a fucking hot dog, they're just going to give me a hot dog. No, I don't want mayonnaise on my hot dog. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying, like, they don't assume you want ketchup or mustard. Like, if you don't tell them, that's it. They're just going to give me a hot dog, and I can put it on myself. Why is it that I have to literally say no mayo when ordering a sandwich? I didn't say mayo. Why are you putting mayo? Why are you asking me mayo? Mayo is so delicious. It's interesting you hate mayo because you eat deviled eggs, no? And deviled eggs basis is mayo. I mean, I don't. I, I I would eat deviled eggs. You saying I eat deviled eggs makes it sound like I, I eat them. I like I have. I can't remember to tell you the last time I had a. You don't egg. eat them from Fool's Gold. They're delicious from Fool's Gold. Oh, Fool's Gold. They haven't brought the deviled eggs back yet. Since, oh man, uh, I'm sad. Since they came back from pandemic, but yeah, no, those deviled eggs All are right. fucking delicious. May- mayonnaise, I guess. Like, yeah, being late, chewing with your mouth open is a big one for me. And dragging your shoes when you're walking. You know that scraping noise. I. I could do a whole thing about pet peeves. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, let's. But yes, I'm I'm on Anthony Gogo's side right now but because yeah, he's but not even shit. just like not even just that. And like with that, I was kind of like, all right, they're gonna really have to do some work to make us hate him, or like I don't know what they want. So he has this squash match with Austin Gunn, where basically they just spend the entire match showcasing that this guy is an Olympian boxer and that his right fist, his left fist too, these are weapons of mass destruction right here and so with with a go-go i'm watching this match and like he hits gun with a blow and gun just spits blood right into a go-go's face and a go-go like looks pissed off because he's got blood all over his face but it was another man's blood because he just beat him to a pulp and i'm just like all right yo this guy's money yeah i really hope the plan isn't for cody to decisively beat this guy i don't think it is i think we've we've said this before cody is excellent at storytelling and cody will never pick an opponent without a good story i feel so i think there will be good storytelling in the ring for this match i think it will go i think I, i think the match will be good I mean, I get that, and I, I appreciate the optimism. A shitty finisher. I, I just do think that, and I agree with you, but I don't think the main story, and I, and I think a go-go right now, I truly think he's so money, and he's so likable, and he's a captivating character that it's making you think this is the story, but it's distracting us. The story has always been QT Marshall. This is QT Marshall's stable. And right now, a go-go is pretty much just the first heavy hitter. You know, this is the muscle of the group, and he's being thrown at Cody first. My guess is Cody would have to get through a go-go. Otherwise, there's no reason for QT and Cody to face. Unless, of course, QT is the reason 
why a go-go wins. I don't know. I just I just find this whole thing, and then, like, going back to Cody's stupid promo where he's talking about his biracial child, I'm like, Anthea Gogo is biracial. What are you saying? Like, you're not making any sense. I just, I just feel like it's weird saying this stuff to a biracial person and talking about your biracial child to someone that's biracial. It's just very weird. His promo is yeah, just man. weird, and this whole buildup is just super weird. I'm just hoping in the ring, the storytelling in the ring is good. And then we can get yeah, past I mean, this awfulness. Yeah, it's be interesting because I do believe Agogo is, while he is a student of Cody's, I do think he's still relatively new to it. Also, I don't think it's going to be a traditional wrestling match because they're not really stepping away from this guy as a boxer. Right. He didn't, he didn't put you know, Austin Gunn in a headlock. He didn't throw him in a wrist hold. He just flat out hit him with the blows. And so it'll be interesting if this is something where Cody just gets demolished by this guy and we really get a showcase. Maybe Cody takes a little bit of time off and then kind of comes back for some revenge. Otherwise, I, I, I would see Cody just having to get through him to get to, to QT. So hopefully if Cody wins, he picks up the microphone at the end and looks Anthony in the face and goes, LOL, and then drops the mic. I think it, <laughs> it would be perfect. Because not only is he putting it at the end of a sentence, he's saying it out loud. He's saying it out loud. I knew a girl yeah, that used to do that. Actually, a girl at work does that. She'll go, huh, LOL. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I hate No. <laughs> also, hate releases. Hate releases when they happen. NXT had to cut some heads off. We, we we said that this could happen about a month ago when they cut Raw and SmackDown superstars. Yeah, they, they went fishing in NXT and took out a lot of people. Yeah, not everyone had, it was someone that had been featured on television, but one that really, this was the first one that had been made public and something that really surprised me. We see on Alexander Wolf, Alexander Wolf, who for the past month has been involved in a pretty captivating story on NXT where, you know, Drake Maverick thinks Killian Dane is going to turn on him and reunite with Wolf, perhaps join Imperium. Killian Dane's constantly saying no. We're seeing the Wolf and Killian Dane kind of, you know, hesitate to taking each other out. Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane have a match where Alexander Wolf shows the hesitance to grab a chair and fight dirty. That, of course, causes him to lose a very quick match, which then gets him attacked and kicked out of Imperium. Right. I, I'm kind of left wondering what's going to happen next, because to me, Alexander Wolf was the most charismatic person in Imperium. Right, um, right. It, it's very weird that it just, like, it, it felt very out of nowhere. Right. Like, it, you know, like, usually... They're they're not they don't go through the it almost seemed like they wrote him off television, you know, like it all, like I, when I first read that he was released in my mind, the first thing I thought was, oh, he must have requested it because they actually gave him like a storyline exit here with him, you know, kind of being this red herring for Drake and Killian and then eventually getting removed from his stable. I assumed he requested it, but then we see everyone else get released and it's like, oh, shit. No, I guess they just decided to cut ties. Yeah, it was just really weird. It was like they wanted to fire Drake and they were just like, let's pick other people too <laughs> and just throw uh, people off. Yeah, I was really sad about Skylar's story, uh, a.k.a. Brandy Lauren. Right, because she didn't even get to do anything. She was like in the hot tub with Damian Priest and then that was it. Yeah, that was it. And 
and, and I don't really get it because we've seen her on the WWE Network when the Evolve did their anniversary special. It was Shotzi versus her, and that was a big deal that match because like yeah, they they had a big Shotzi feud, yeah. Also, to make that story a little sadder, and Shotzi revealed this on Twitter, but Shotzi just helped her move into her new apartment last week. And just this weekend, she had to help her move out of it because she's leaving Orlando now. Oh. So, yeah. Just, just, and, and, and I hate that because we have seen her. We've seen her manage. We've seen her wrestle. We've seen her tag. We've seen her talk. Um, and, that, and that was years ago. So... It's, it seems like it's been forever since we've been to an Evolve show. I hope she so, didn't break up with Joey. That'll be sad, too. I th- actually think that happened already. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't know, but I just I remember being cognizant a few weeks ago of the fact that, like, I used to see them on each other's stuff all the time, and now I haven't. Ah, maybe. Maybe he was the reason that they, they fired her. He was like, hey, fire her. No, just kidding. I, I'm sure, no. yeah, Joey Janela's got real stroke. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely does. Everyone's like, oh, Joey's talking. Let's listen. Yeah, that um, sucks. I, I think the big one everyone's talking about is, uh, well, Drake they're talking about, the, the referee who right. finally got acknowledged, which I, I feel like we all knew that that was happening or had happened because for like the past month he's just been off doing god knows what else but velveteen dream gets let go about time you know it's funny everyone says that but from what i'm reading it actually had nothing to do with any of that i know that's what i'm saying i'm saying they probably wanted to fire drake and they were like oh we have no reason to and then they just lined people up and like pew 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 well with velveteen it was there were issues it just wasn't the bo- little the boy issues, like, yeah, yeah, had nothing to do with uh, any that. of that stuff. But, yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, if I you're mean, not that... utilizing the guy too, like, okay. Well, they wanted to. The fans just <laughs> wouldn't shut their like, fans were like wouldn't let them get away with it. Right, like guys, someone has to tell me what's going on with this. I'm sad about Velveteen Dream though. Not that he got released, but just the way this whole story is ending for him, only because. Like, I wish he wasn't a crazy person if, in fact, that's the case. Right. I don't know what the fuck happened to this guy, but he seemed like such a promising superstar from when we meet him as Patrick Clark, this super fan who respects the business, former tag team partner of Leo Rush. You know, we're just kind of like, okay, this guy can do things. And then we see him unleash a character like no other on us with the Velveteen Dream and the the cosplay entrances. Just it was all so brilliant. And, uh... You know, we we never get to. Yeah, see there was that, there really. was such there was such potential for him. Like we were all waiting for it because we were like, all right, this guy's gonna go right up. Like keep him in NXT a little bit longer. We don't know how well he'll do on the main roster, but just keep him because it's working. And then out of nowhere, poof! So crazy. Yeah, man. Um, let's get into biggity 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 backlash. Okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it, do it, do it. Well, what'd you think? What'd you think of the show of shows? It was good. Show of shows. I thought it was good. I mean, you yeah. know, minus the weird thing that everybody talks about, but it's fine. Weird thing that everyone talked about? Like the weird, the, the zombie thing. I mean, it's a little weird. Oh, yeah, I forgot there was zombies on How could paper. you forget that there were zombies? That was like the... Oh. oh, I was like, I don't know. It was a little, a little weird. I did appreciate that they put zon- zombies in the in the screens of the fans before the zombie. I like that. I thought that was fun. 
I'll be honest. For I don't know why. Maybe my tolerance for dumb shit has just grown. I wasn't as outraged as everyone else was. I'm not like, outraged. I I mean, was, don't get me wrong. I thought it was stupid, but like, it's not like me seeing Titus O'Neil in a Lucha House Party ringside would have made me care anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, the zombies didn't really like. I, I, I don't know. I just. Like I said, maybe my tolerance to dumb shit has grown. It, for me, I was kind of, I was actually looking at these zombies like, yo, whoever did this zombie makeup is pretty fucking dope. I like. hope it was Tom Savini. Like, you know, one of those guys was Scotty Tuhati, and he didn't look anything like himself. He looked totally like a zombie. Yeah, um, I didn't hate it. It, You know what it was, I think? I think it was very out of place. Like, I understand you're promoting a movie, but there was no buildup to the zombie stuff. It just happened. Right. Right. The only buildup was a few hours before Batista's like, you're going to see some of my friends tonight. Yeah. So I think that's what people were really mad about. So I, I did see online that apparently WWE made significant money. Of course they did. For that spot. And listen, man, if it's one thing you know about WWE, it's all about the money. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit. Like... And, and who knows? Maybe they didn't have advance note warning. Maybe it literally was like four hours prior. They get a contract like, "Hey, we'll pay you ten million dollars if you uh, if you promote our our show in some way." Yeah. And they're like, "All right, we'll throw some zombies in this bitch." So weird. It was a bit. It was very weird. Um, the show was solid though. Like, I appreciate. I liked all the matches. I thought everyone came out looking good. I like that. Well, right. Hold on, before we before we move on from that lumberjack match, the Miz uh, yeah. suffered suffered an injury in this match. I thought this was very interesting, considering him and Jericho are both known for talking about how they never get career hurting, like career ending or career stopping well, injuries. It's, it's, it's they both say I've never injured and I've never really been seriously injured. It's the twofer. Right. Seriously injured. That's kind of like the wording I was looking for. Um, And they both got hurt within like two weeks of each other. I still have my tinfoil I know you do. Jericho. <laughs> I know you I do. I still have my tinfoil Well, he is going on tour soon. Exactly. Because he's playing he's playing Rockfest with my brother I just saw. Like the Fozzie's going on tour. Yeah, like I like I said, if when everyone was talking shit about his bump, I'm like, listen, if I'm Jericho, I'm gonna convince the world that I actually got hurt and make them meet their words. So my tempo hat's still on, though. As much of an asshole as that makes me, since I love Jericho, but yeah, with the Miz, it's it's a tough break. I do, um, I think it's worth noting that a lot of us didn't actually know he was hurt until like the next day because he finished the match and and did such a great job doing so. Um, I read he's getting a lot of credit backstage from his peers for, you know, um, kind of pulling the Triple H, tear the ACL, but but don't stop until the, the ref counts one, two, three. So it's just another it's t- it's tough that this it had to go this way for the Miz that eventually, you know, it caught up to him. Right. But I do think this is a this is uh, going to be a part of his legacy. Um, I think I think we'll talk about this should his career kind of get back on track in terms of main event stuff. Speaking of main event stuff, I do think this it won't be immediate, but I think this could be the best thing for John Morrison for like the next few months for as long as Miz is out. I hope so. I hope they do something with him. Um, I always find it um, with the Miz when he talks about like being hurt. So you think it will go with his legacy that like he's only gotten hurt once or that he went through the match hurt? Yeah, I just I think usually when wrestlers 
get hurt but finish the match. It's like a story people talk about. It's a battle scar. It's, you know, I don't want to say paying dues because it's 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 not the same thing. That, like, that's not the right way to word it, but it's just, it's one of those things where I do, like, um, I don't know, like Mick Foley. You know, like like Mick Foley, like the, when he lost his ear or like losing teeth right. or, you know, like it's just it's just one of those kind of like a he's hardcore type of story, for lack of a better wording. It's it's, you know, in the business of wrestling, that kind of stuff gets more respect than the career Miz was having prior. For example, a big like while Miz says, you know, I've never been hurt. I've never hurt anyone else. That was something Daniel Bryan kind of came at him for, where it's kind of like you wrestle safe. You know, right. yeah, of course you've never been hurt. You don't do anything that would put you in, you know, so. Right. I, I do feel that using I've never been hurt is silly because, like, people hurt themselves doing silly things. Like, Sami Zayn hurt his arm from going like this. Ugh, you yeah, know? I've always, I, I also thought it was kind of tempting fate because you're like, listen, man, like, you're in a business where you could get hurt and it wouldn't be your fault. It wouldn't be the other person's fault. It could just happen. So you, like bragging about that if you're doing it as a heel character go for it but if you're actually patting yourself on the penis you might want to take a pause yeah it's just, yeah it's just a very weird i always found it very weird because like you can hurt yourself like walking the wrong way down the ramp and then just being out you i mean as wrestlers they're constantly having to um you know land on their feet for for things you land on your foot the wrong way boom ankle knee so many easy injuries um you know you you can injure your hand your elbow just punching someone so yeah so i mean i i hope he's not like i hope it doesn't cause him to be out out for too long and i hope him a speedy recovery but you know i think one, yeah i think one of the um one of the best matches of the card was the triple threat match uh no, really? those are your favorite, but but Lashley and the uh, I'm sorry, Lashley, Drew and Braun, I thought really brought it. Really, I thought the Roman and Cesaro match was really good. I I did. I thought it was good. I. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Continue. No, no, no. I, I I did like the the Bobby Lashley and Drew and Braun. I'm just hoping Drew goes away. Like I don't need Drew in the title picture anymore. I I think he needs to go away. I think I think yeah, Drew has I done everything, and like now you have to go away. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of would like to see him battle Sheamus again, and but 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 lose and not take Sheamus's title. But I'd like to see that. Um, I feel like that whole feud. Like I know they already had so many matches. Like they had like three matches in a row. I think like three weeks consecutively. But still, I just feel like we never really got a big blow off of that feud. Seamus turned on Drew for like what? Drew just kept laughing about it. Yeah, it was You need weird. to have Drew in a meaningful feud away from that title. If they don't have anything for him, they're just going to keep him near the title. For example, one thing we saw happen on Monday, was, which I love, we, we, we got a tease that maybe Kofi Mania could be coming around the corner again, where Kofi Kingston coming off of a win that, earlier that night against Randy Orton, he accepts the open challenge that Bobby Lashley put out, and he gets a win over Bobby Lashley. How did they pick Kingston? What? Like, everybody during the whole show was like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. And then, like, Kofi just does it? Yeah, I liked it. What what was wrong with that? It was weird. but it's like you said, everybody was staking claim to it. And so. then nobody nobody did it. Well, I, I don't 
I'm not sure. I think if we went back, it was an open challenge that, like, I, I feel like they might have said something where Adam Pierce had the choice. Like, Adam Pierce was going to throw him someone based on everyone who said they wanted it or whatever. Ah. Um, it did get confusing at some point because I remember uh, Mason T-Bar cut a backstage promo saying they both wanted Bobby Lashley. And then they did something like flipping a coin. And so it was like, okay, so I guess one of them is going to do it. And then, like, you know, Damian Priest cut his promo. I was like, we, we, we kind of thought. You know, last week we talked about this, where they're talking about new wanting fresh faces um, on the top of Raw. And I was like, okay, Damian Priest might accept this to get him into the Bobby Lashley thing. Mm -hmm. We, you know, but instead, uh, Kofi Kingston is the only one of those guys that got a big win that night, though. Kofi beat Randy Orton, so why not reward him with a, a big match same night? Yo, Kofi was coming off a high, man, beating Randy and Bobby. That was great. Same night. The only thing I didn't like about this whole thing is they built up that it was a title match the entire time, and then they were like, no, no, it wasn't a title match. I So I hated that, but... So when it happened, when they announced it as a title match, I got so excited because you know that ever since when Kofi was champion, this is the match I've wanted. Right. I've wanted Kofi versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I, I just think it's going to be a money match. I think the feud tells itself. And I also just think it's like if you do have a black champion... The fact is, you do owe it to you. The fact that you've never had two black men compete for the championship, it's just one of those things where, like, you, you might as well. You right. know, and I'm not saying you have to force it, right. but when you've got a beast like Bobby Lashley, there's no reason not to give me that match. So when this match was finally announced, WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston, I was popping, I was going crazy. When they take it away, then I'm kind of all mad, but I did say, I'm like, unless Kofi wins and we get the rematch, then I'm not that mad. So because Kofi did win and we're probably going to get the rematch, I kind of thought it was a decent heel tactic because I did actually notice when MVP laid out the open challenge, I, like he, his wording was deliberate. He did say something like, who wants a shot at Bobby Lashley? He did not say a shot at the championship. So when everyone, the entire show they're talking about is for the title, I'm kind of like, I wonder, but then Kofi comes out and that wonder goes out the window. And then so if, I, if anybody knows Brady, he loves his wording when stuff like that is announced because no one said title for title I'm during saying, that match. I'm saying, you got to be specific with this You got to like be specific. It's like, listen, that was a good intro, but I never once said this was an open challenge for the title. It's like, listen, bro, he's got a point. You got to, you guys got to listen. That's. Stupid. Who would want to wrestle someone with for a non-title match? Well, you want to wrestle the champion in a non-title because then when you win, you get a title match. That's how WWE works. And th that's another thing I liked about this. Because now we, as I said, we probably got reason to have this match at Hell in a Cell for the title, Kofi versus Bobby. And let's face it, that's the only way you're getting this Hell match. in a Cell's not October? Hell in a Cell's next month? Yeah, they, they changed it. Um, what? Oh, that's Elimination Chambers October, right? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, Hell in a Cell's coming oh, up next yeah, month. Oh, yeah, it's in July. After that is going to be the first live pay-per-view since WrestleMania. It's going to be Money in the Bag. Yay. I miss I Money I would love in the for... Bag. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I'd love to see Cesaro or Big E win... Uh, the Money, win in, the money in the Bank? I want Cesaro to win everything, because he's already won my heart. <laughs> that was pretty cute, Danielle. <laughs> see, I didn't go pervy that time. 
No, no, you yeah. went very sweet from the heart. I did. Um, from speaking heart. of Cesaro, you mentioned you love that match. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was a great match, but it's tough when you, you know, you, Roman wins clean and you're just kind of like, all yeah. right, well, this was fun, but I, I guess Cesaro's leaving the main event scene now. Yeah, why And then you see Seth, Ro- Seth Rollins is beating him, beating him, beating him, beating him, so. And I'm not approving of Seth Rollins attire. I know everyone's I like, oh, look at this drip. Oh, that- yeah, because you're a boy and boys don't know how to dress. So, like, you guys see that stuff and you guys are like, oh, this looks awesome. And it's like, mm, but does it really? No, man. Seth Rollins does look awesome. He doesn't look awesome for someone like in a club that you no! want to talk to. But for like a Batman villain, he looks fantastic. <laughs> Fair enough. Someone in the club. Like, let's be real. Seth Rollins is not coming across like a classy gentleman. This man has lost his it. mind. I hate he, it. He hit, he hit Cesaro with like four curb stomps yesterday. And then when they asked him that, he said, I blacked out. And then started yelling at Cesaro on a stretcher. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> The guy's what? lost his fucking mind. I hate the stretcher gimmick. If I could get rid of one fucking gimmick in wrestling, it would be the fucking... I'd take triple threats every fucking day to get rid of a fucking stretcher. I think stretchers People are so fucking hurt. stupid. They need a stretcher. Just carry them over your shoulder. They're fine. Like a... Yo, every time I think of someone leaving on a stretcher and coming back, I always think of Terry Funk at ECW One Night Stand when he was the old man and his eyes all wrapped up and it's bloody and he's like, ah, and he looks like a pirate. <laughs> I always think of Big Show taking Rey Mysterio on that fucking when he they had strapped him to that thing on top of the stretcher uh-huh. and he just takes it and like a baseball bat just whacks Rey into the fucking. Oh yeah, I forgot about and, that. Yeah, I hate, I hate, him. I hate ambulance gimmicks. I think they're so fucking stupid. Yeah, them. but I love everything that Roman's doing right now. Um, interesting to see what's next for him. Jay, uh, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso should be coming upon a tag team championship match because they got a match next week with the Street Profits. Winner becomes number one contenders, but there might be some problems with it. Jay Uso was like, Jimmy, I got to I gotta tell Roman about this match. And then he tells Roman about the match, and he's like, well, we got the – Roman's like, who's we? Me and you, we? You and your brother, we. There's a lot of shit going on in the Roman Reigns-Uso saga. I can't tell what's going to happen. Roman might instruct Jay Uso to kick Jimmy in the face next week. And this is for SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah. I got very confused and I thought you were talking about Raw. And I was like, oh, you said Street Profits because they're on SmackDown now. I keep thinking they're on Raw. Whoopsie. Nope, nope. We've got new tag champions, the Mysterios. That's nice. I thought that was sweet and nice. Yeah, Bully Ray was quick to get on Twitter and say having them win was the dumbest decision WWE could do oh, because dude. Hell in a Cell happens to fall on Father's Day. And obviously having the first ever father-son tag team win their titles on Father's Day would be a very special moment. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to lose on Father's Day and then Rey Mysterio is going to take off his mask and reveal that he's not Dominic's father. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you really went left with it on this one. <laughs> yep, he's going to be like, we I'm not your same father. page where what's going to happen is Dominic is going to break all our hearts and turn on his daddy. No, no, Ray's going to be like, I'm not your father. And he's like, I know you weren't. And then it's going to be revealed like Eddie's his father or something. Oh, they're going to do that again? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, who, who can we pick? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's going to be his father. 
Does that work? <laughs> what? <laughs> How old's Baron Corbin? I don't know. No, they fired. They fired his father. It's clearly Samoa Joe. They look. Oh exactly- yes, yes. And he's gonna be like, they fired my father, and they're just not gonna say his name. He, he's gonna be like, I, you know who your father is, and then he's gonna throw a towel at him, and he's gonna put a towel around his neck, and we're all gonna go, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> it's gonna abrupt. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yo. WWE, can you hire me to write goofy shit? I could do it. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. I hope Ray turns on him. Oh, that would have been nice if they won on Father's Day, but he should reveal he's not the father. It'd be great. Oh no, I mean that. I like. I do agree with Bully on that. Like, because it, it it does kind of seem like they built up to this. It does kind of seem like. Right now, that's what they want to do with the Mysterios. They want them to be a tag team, and they want them to be champions. I, I don't feel like Dominic is at the point where they're going to push him as a singles act just yet. You know, if you watch the the match at Backlash, Ray really did do the heavy lifting. They they used, uh, you know, a pre-match attack with it to take Dom out for the entire match. And then Dom basically just, you know, came in, hit a couple moves, and then, you know, finished strong with the frog splash. So I know when he came in, it was a big splash, had a great first match. But since then, it's kind of cooled off, and he's been relegated to tagging. So I really do, like, I kind of, as much as I'm kind of thinking maybe they're going to have the heel turn happen at Father's Day, because why not? It does kind of seem like they'd be rushing it. So I think this might have just been a foresight where they're just kind of like, oh, fuck. Maybe we should have waited a month. Right. It's all very confusing. Like, we knew it was coming, but I didn't realize that it was on Father's Day. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Oh, um, man, I'm away that weekend, so we got to do the show early. So we got Alistair Black, another name that was rumored to be going to Raw to uh, okay. freshen stuff up. But instead, he's over on some miggity smiggity smackdown. And looks exactly the same. And is kicking people in the face exactly the same. Kevin Owens is his choice this time. Oh, they're going to hug and be friends. They're not going to hug. They're not going to be friends. They're going to fight. They're gonna I feel like boys other. fight, but then they love each other. In real life, but that's not how it works in wrestling. Oh, oh. I don't know how wrestling works. I forget sometimes. But yeah, interesting that Aleister Black did look exactly the same. Uh, Nothing I mean, different. Did he come I, up with a thing? I didn't see that part. No, he just he just came out. I mean, they did do like this thing where you couldn't see like what was happening. There was like weird lights or. Oh, I he didn't, didn't do his smoke. music though. No, he I, he came out in the middle of the oh, four-way okay, Intercontinental <laughs> Championship match, and he came in the ring and he kicked Kevin Owens in the face when Kevin Owens was about to beat Apollo Cruz, and then Apollo Cruz was able to retain his championship. I'm happy Apollo Cruz is champ. It makes me happy. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I do like it. All right, so Alistair and Kevin Owens could feud. I think it will be. I think it will be a good feud. I'm all yeah, about that. I, I like where Kevin Owens is right now, where he, he's at a position where they can really throw him almost anywhere, and I think whoever's working with him kind of gets elevated because he is kind of still at that main event level. Remember when he wrestled Roman Reigns? That was great. Remember yeah. when sometimes we watched it and thought we were like, wow, Kevin Owens really makes you feel like he's going to win? I still think Kevin Owens might be the one to take the title from uh, from Roman. From Roman. My favorite thing Kevin Owens does is when he grabs someone angrily and his his nostrils flare. He goes, and he just grabs them. (laughs) I watched uh, recently the anniversary of his debut on Raw when he came out to John Cena. 
with Don- John Cena came and I watched it like five times and I was like, this is so good. He's like, I'm not wrestling you for this championship. He's like, I'm a champion. I was like, I love you. You're the best. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Bianca and Bailey? Bianca using the hair to get the W. I like it. I don't know why people get very mad about that being a foreign object. Maybe because it isn't her real hair, but it's part of her body, so I'm okay with it. I I personally like it. I, yeah, I, like I it. love it's fun. her using the hair. What? No, I like it. Yeah, and, and I think it's also one of those things where Bianca Belair, and I've talked about this, in the most purest form of her character, she is a heel. And I like that the hair is something that can be used to make her a face or a heel. You know, like if she can start cheating with that, that's a heel tactic. They can easily oh, use that for a turn down the line. Definitely. I hope one day Bailey steals it and puts it on her Karen hair. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'm uh I'm I'm really am looking forward to seeing what happens with Bobby and Kofi going down the line, especially since like as Kofi enters this, you know, WWE championship hunt, the New Day did seem like they're going on to feud with RK Bro. And I like where this is going uh, just because I, I, you know, I don't like when they get too predictable. We saw this week, you know, uh, before we saw Randy turn on New Day and Riddle was kind of like, Randy, how, you know, how are you doing this? You know, we're not going to have any friends. But this week, Xavier Woods helped cost Randy a match. Matt Riddle was like, nah, bro, that's not cool. Pushed Xavier Woods right on his tookus. Yo, Matt Riddle and, <laughs> and Randy are so weird. <laughs> Such a weird thing. I love it. Uh, it's a little, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Riddle talked that. about it. Riddle said that Randy was actually on his vision board for like when he came to WWE. Like Randy's someone he's always wanted to work with. Um, when they had that match on Raw, people told them him that they were just gonna feud. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like Randy versus Riddle feud. And we kind of had read about that. But then Riddle said he was like, I know, like, once once I started doing backstage things with him and started talking to him about it, like, I, I knew that it was going to happen. I knew that people were going to want to see us together. I had RK Bro written down. Like, I had other ideas for names like Randy and Riddle. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. So I, 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 I said it, man. I think Riddle is just... He is the natural, you know, odd odd couples tag team person. So should like, I make a vision board and put Randy Orton on it? At least a part of him. What, <laughs> what part? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a vision board and I'm gonna I'm gonna put Randy Orton on it. But yeah, next week Xavier Woods and Matt Riddle for the first time ever, we're gonna see them go at it. That's gonna be fun. I love Xavier Woods. Like, Xavier Woods I like is. I like it because I like it because. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying Xavier Woods is such an underrated player for New Day. He's such an important player when it's not wrestling and he's like outside doing all his like his antics and stuff. But he's such a good wrestler and he's so talented. So I'm really excited to see this. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. One of the best guys WWE has. And I I like what's going on with Riddle because it shouldn't be so predictable where we're just kind of like, okay, Randy and Riddle are just going to be the odd pairing and we're just waiting for Randy to turn on Riddle. Like, it's possible that if you get too close to a Viper, you become the Viper. So I'd love to see if maybe we get a darker Riddle due to his pairing with the darker Orton. He's a snake in the grass. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see, we got another debut happen this week. We got Rick Bugues 
coming up to SmackDown, Rick Boogs is with Nakamura now. Oh, they're friends? Also, Yay, friendship? In, in, well, instead of air guitar, he's playing the real guitar. Was he really Killed the Nakamura theme song and then did it again to help Nakamura get a big win. So interesting to see what's going to happen for this pairing. So are they going to be a pair or is he just going to be on the side? Maybe he's just playing music. Danielle, I know it's going to be a surprise to you, but I was not in the creative meeting this week uh, when they came up with the script. So I then, do not actually know. Then why do we do the show if you're not going to give me answers? I mean, I'm giving you answers. They're just not all correct. And I'm telling you why. I don't have the facts. Okay. You know, I can tell you what I saw, which I just did. <laughs> That's as best as I can do. Okay. Maybe him and Elias will yell at each other, and then they'll have a guitar battle. Yeah, they're on different shows, but you know what? Survivor Series, maybe. Yeah, that's exactly... It's going to be a guitar match. <laughs> guitar on a pole match. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a why you always picking on me match. Get it? Because you pick on a We've guitar. We've already seen that stupid... I hate those on a pole matches. They're Nothing so should be on a pole. Except the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, and the flag, I guess. Yeah, that, right? I forgot about that. Would you say the flag? <laughs> yeah, I was like, or a flag, I guess. <laughs> what else? Oh, fish. Fish could be on a pole. Fishing pole, flag pole. You went straight to strippers. Yeah, because they should be on a pole because they got to make their monies. Tadpole. Yeah, everything on a pole is dumb. That's one of the worst gimmicks. We should do a thing where we talk about the worst gimmicks. Gimmick matches. Yeah. A triple threat, number one. No. Is that a gimmick match? Is that considered a gimmick match? I mean, it's a stipulation. I wouldn't say it's a gimmick match. Oh, okay. I've... Also, I don't actually think you hate triple threats anymore. Because every time they happen, you don't ever complain about them afterwards. Like, for example, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte. What'd you think? I didn't, I didn't see it. That's why. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. Wait, 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 what happened? There were, there were fireworks happening. In it your, was in Sunday. Your... It was Sunday, and I was in Atlantic City drunk, oh, and I right. could only watch certain episodes. Yeah, I was away, so I could only watch certain matches, and that's one I forgot about. But I was all You're about the fucking shittiest feminist I know. But I was all about Charlotte Flair's fucking robe. No, I don't want to hear about you seeing pictures of her on Cruella Twitter. Cruella Deville. Robe. Screw that. Watch Fire. it now. You can talk about Charlotte's robe. Fire. And she had Dalmatian outfit, even though it looked kind of like a cow, but it's okay. It did not look like a cow, you hater. I never hate Charlotte Flair's attire. How dare you? You're a hater. I'm never a hater. You were born a hater. No, I was born a baby. A hating ass baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, doctor, definitely, I was definitely a hating ass baby. Doctor brought you out there, said as a boy, as a girl. Doctor said, you got a hater. Yeah. I was definitely a hater. Yeah, but I didn't see this match. But I do hate triple threat matches, so don't come at me ever again. I fucking hate them. You really don't. No, I don't like them. I want to see two Some wrestlers wrestle. Some of the last triple match you saw that you really hated. Last triple threat match that I really hated. I don't know. I can't think of triple threat matches right now. Give me but one. But see, you know what? Every, like, literally almost every week for this past, like, two, three months, we've been talking about triple threat matches. WWE's really been giving a lot of them. AEW, too. I don't like tag triple threat matches. NXT I really too. hate tag triple threat matches. But see, you didn't actually hate that match. MSK versus Grizzly Young Vets versus Legato del Fantasma. You didn't hate that. 
That was a tag control threat, and that was All awesome. Right. Yeah, because they knew when to stay out of the fucking ring, and I didn't have three people in there at once. What I'm telling you is that today's wrestlers have adapted to a stipulation of the past and have don't given like you it. a product like that you can be proud of. Don't you like can't it. See it. You want to know why? Because like you're a it. hater. I don't like it. Was there a triple threat at WrestleMania? I can't even remember. Probably. I'm going to look it up while you talk. I wasn't planning on talking. Oh, but I want to know. I want to know. Is it 37? I don't even know what WrestleMania day it was. I don't like triple threats. I can't believe you're calling me out on triple threats. I don't like them. I mean, I just think you like to complain about things. And I think triple threat is like a good thing for you to be like, oh, they're having one? Fuck them. I hate this. You really but think in I reality, like I just don't actually There was actually no them. triple threats at WrestleMania. All right. That's nice. But like this triple threat, you know, the Bobby Lashley, Drew, and, and Braun, I really thought... Like, these big men were able to put a perfect balance in, and just, it was always hard-hitting. It was always, you never knew what was going to happen. I, I, I love seeing Braun do his little senton from the apron. It was just, it was it was a badass match, I I thought. think my problem with them is when two wrestlers are working and they're doing something fun, I hate when the other one comes and foils it, and then it now looks sloppy. Or they, the third person doesn't know what to do, and they're kind of just standing there waiting for their mark. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, once again, I feel like you're just complaining about things that used to happen in the stipulation, but in reality, the amazingly talented wrestlers that we watch today. Only today. They just don't do that shit. Mm, whatever. I think triple threat matches are stupid. I think you're stupid. I'm definitely not stupid. <laughs> I'm hungry. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm very hungry. But yeah. So, do we have anything else to talk about? You're hungry. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Heel Marks. We are on iTunes, Speaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We are on Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy our shit. We got puppies. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. And remember, guys, we're not just smart marks. We're heel marks. Oh.